0: In a world that's constantly shouting who you should be, have you ever stopped to think, who am I? Really? I want to take you through eight powerful steps where you're going to uncover the true you. You're going to align with your deepest values and you're going to come out the other side with a new sense of direction and joy and fulfillment that you may have not felt before. I want to introduce you to Awaken Me A journey to finding you, which is a transformative experience. It's crafted by me, Amy Wine, an award winning marriage and family therapist, professional counselor, and peak performance mindset coach, and a business strategist. I understand how to help people find out who they are at their core. And this is designed to do that past all labels and expectations of other people, of who they think we are and who they say we should be. So isn't it time to find out who you are and get out from under of all the expectations of the roles you play and who everybody else thinks and says you should be and how you should act? Because I think it's time to awaken your true potential in life. So join me on this journey, hit the link below, and step into a life that you were meant to live. I'll see you inside. Get ready to believe that you can have it all. Time for yourself, the kids, your marriage, and your business. My name is Amy Wine. I am a Jesus-loving, married mom, CEO, professional counselor, marriage therapist, high-performance business coach, and a believer in keeping it real. Real life, real relationships, real people. I teach you how to live a life that represents who you are authentically, not who you think you need to be. Each episode, I meet you right where you are with time-tested tools and strategies so that you can find who you are in all the hats you wear and live your life authentically on purpose. This is real life, raw, sometimes ugly, other times wonderful and fun. I can't promise you this work is easy, but I can tell you it is totally worth it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome to the couch. This is Amy. And today we're going to dive right in and talking about listening. Listen up. Ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to learn everything you ever wanted to know and then some about listening to hear, how to start defending, and start hearing what other people are saying to you. This is a vital skill, whether it's a relationship with your spouse, your friends, your children, your coworkers, your employees somebody you're in negotiations with, whatever it is. You have to be able to listen to hear. And when you actually listen to hear, the other person is more likely to share information with you. And you're more likely to understand the information being shared with you. But how often do you get into a situation where somebody is talking to you and you are already jumping ahead to your response? or your defense, your rebuttal, so to speak. You know what I'm talking about. So let's get simple first. Let's talk about your first skill. I'm going to give you three quick skills, and then we're going to talk about defensiveness. Nonverbal attending. It is when someone gives you your full attention without saying anything, right? Right? They are nonverbal attending you. They're giving you your full, their full attention without saying anything. It's the same for you. If you're going to listen to your spouse talk about something and maybe it's uncomfortable, you're going to want to do skill number one, nonverbal attending. Give them your full attention and just keep your mouth shut. Don't, don't talk. So there's four things you can do to ensure this and that you stay in this mode. One, you can keep your body open to the other person. You can maintain moderate levels of eye contact. You don't have to stare them down, but keep eye contact. Don't be looking at your phone or the TV. And you can use simple gestures to communicate to the other person that you're listening and encouraging them to go on. This could be hand gestures or nodding your head. And then, four, stay silent. Listen without interrupting. You may want to interrupt, but you need to listen without interrupting. The second skill you need to have to listen to hear is reflecting. Reflecting is simply being kind of a parrot. You're going to repeat or rephrase what you heard from the other person. People like having their thoughts and feelings reflected back to them you kind of become a reporter, right? And you just simply say back to them what they said to you. So if your wife says, hey, it's been a really long time since we've been on a date and I'm hurt and I kind of feel neglected. Instead of saying, but I've been so busy and you know, I planned it and we just haven't been able to go or the kids were sick. No, you simply don't even talk about that. You simply say, I hear you say, we haven't been on a date in a really long time. And that is causing you to feel neglected and hurt, period. So you don't really have to repeat it word for word. You can summarize the essence of what they said rather than transcribing it and being that parrot. But until you're good at it, you might want to just be a parrot, right? And parrots, what? They repeat everything back. So you don't have to do that, but while you're practicing and getting in the rhythm, what happens is you've just acknowledged that you heard what your wife said and hearing and agreeing are two different things. So this could be your wife, your children, again, business relationships, hearing and agreeing are two different things. You may not agree that she should feel upset and neglected because you haven't been on a date night. It doesn't matter. You heard her. You never said you agreed with her. I heard what you're saying. I hear you saying blank, or it sounds as though blank, or so blank. Those are three ways that you could summarize back to them what they're feeling instead of saying all the reasons why we haven't been on a date, because all that does is detract and not acknowledge what she's saying. So you have. she will not feel heard. She will not feel listened to. And again, take this into all relationships. Skill number three that you need to have for listening to hear is asking open-ended questions. So you want to listen first without responding. You want to reflect second before you ask an open-ended question. That is vital to understand. These have to go in order. Then it's, I'm interested in what you just said versus I'm interested in your response to what I want to hear about. You get what I'm saying? If you do the listening without responding, the reflecting, I heard what you say, before you ask and open it a question, it tells the person you're speaking to that you're interested in what they just said to you. Or if you don't do that, all it says is I'm interested in your response to what I want to hear about, to what's important to me. So one of the most concise ways to ask a question is simply to repeat back a keyword with an upward annotation in your tone. For example, if someone says, I just feel like the world is so dangerous. You could say, dangerous? it invites the other person to elaborate on what they just said, right? Or you can ask what questions for an open-ended questions. You could hear and say back, hey, I hear you saying that you're upset and hurt and feeling a little neglected that we haven't been able to go on a date night. And I'm just wondering... What do you feel has happened that we haven't been able to get that date night in? You already probably know the answer, but now you've asked an open-ended question to see what they're thinking, right? What questions are great for open-ended questions? But here's your final thing to keep in mind about listening with attention, not repeating Responding, reflecting it back, and open ended questions. These tools are intended to help promote understanding by developing a greater connection. Because at the end of the day, isn't connection the most important thing? Again, this works for everybody. I love to teach skills that's going to help you in your personal life, your relationships, and your business. It really is this simple. However, the number one thing that trips people up when they're trying to listen to hear is they start being defensive. Are you ready to ditch the stress and overwhelm of life and finally find true rest? God designed us for work and for rest, but it's so much easier to be killing it at the work thing, right? Even if you wear all the hats, Do all the things and think it's impossible to get to a place of rest, your body needs it and your spirit craves it. So, how do we implement rest in this crazy modern world? Well, there are seven types of rest in your busy life that you need to know. God has asked you to rest, He rested on the seventh day as well. So, go to GodCreatedRest.com backslash plan. It's free and find out the seven types of God-given rest. And ladies, vacation and sleep are not one. The feedback from this seven type of rest information has been phenomenal. It has been transformative and life-changing. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. GodCreatedRest.com backslash plan. So in order to grow and improve, you must first be willing to acknowledge and accept that maybe you have a weakness. (laughs) Don't we all? But one of the best ways to do this is to stop defending and start listening. So take the date night example. The weakness might be you just got overwhelmed with life and you forgot to set that up and she had that expectation that you would do it. Right? But because you've heard her, You don't have to say that anymore, right? That's something you can just be like, yeah, I didn't do that. You can own it, but you don't have to get defensive. You could simply say, yeah, I've been so busy. I didn't get that done. And I'm sorry, but how about we do that on next Tuesday? Unconventional date night. But why do people get defensive when they receive feedback that challenges or corrects them? You've heard the term fight or flight. In describing what happens when someone feels physically threatened. So when a person views ideas or behaviors are threatened, especially when they put in some time, effort, or money into them, there is a similar response known as being defensive. Any suggestion whatsoever that conflicts with their idea or behavior can send a person into defensive mode. The person's nervous system begins to overheat and their body becomes tense. In this state, they are unable to take in much new information as they have become solely focused on defending their position. Now, here are some ways that defensive strategies are used when someone feels challenged, criticized, or corrected. They deny. They make excuses. They challenge it. They rationalize it. They explain it away. They justify it. They blame They avoid, withdraw, or go on the attack. How many times have you done one of those 10? I've probably done one of those 10, if I'm being honest. I've probably done all 10. (laughs) Like, let's just be real. But if you learn these skills, it's very few and far between that one of those twin crop up for me anymore. Usually when I'm at my tiredest, but I know them, I can recognize them. Denying, making excuses, challenging, rationalizing, explaining, justifying, blaming, avoidance, withdrawal, and going on the attack. Take a deep breath in your nose, out your mouth after hearing feedback that you feel is critical or corrective. You can take a break. You can ask for a moment to step away and regain your composure and stay aware of how Being tired or stressed out can cause you to react defensively without meaning to. That's what I was just saying, that I am probably find myself with one of those 10 defensive actions when I'm more tired or stressed out. And be okay and don't expect everyone to see things exactly the same way you do. You are not the same as anyone else on this planet. You do not think like, act like. Do anything like anybody else on this planet. So do not expect everybody to agree with you. Listening and hearing are different than agreeing. If you feel attacked, you can communicate that in a calm, respectful manner to the other person. You can look for areas of agreement. You can ask for specific examples. You could be quick to apologize when you should because it shows that you're willing to be accountable for your behavior. It demonstrates that you can be trusted to take responsibility for your own actions. And please, for the love of everything holy, stay on topic. Don't, Don't start bringing in other topics to prove points. And if you're still struggling with the other person's perspective, just thank them for sharing it with you and tell them you need more time to think about it. And when someone is willing to take the time to give you constructive feedback, just listen. Remember that truly confident people are able to listen respectfully to other people's perspectives. Then they can genuinely consider and evaluate if there's truth in what other people are saying to them. So if you can listen With a focus on what you're learning, the goal is to pay attention and understand what the other person is saying, not wait for your chance to respond. If you feel like you're getting defensive, you're going to take a moment to ask yourself if there's truth in what the other person is saying, and if so, why you're reacting the way you are. Most likely, the other person is honestly sharing about their needs and not yours. Just... Own your part and apologize. Own and apologize. Because a sincere apology can help diffuse tension by showing the other person you're held accountable for your actions. If you need to apologize. Some of the situations you may not. So you can use any of the other th- ways that I just told you to take a break, think about it longer, to diffuse any situation and to make the person you're talking to feel heard. Because at the end of the day, that's what makes the change, especially in high conflict situations. And again, I like to tell you things that you could do in life relationships and business. Get them in all three. Design a life you can't wait to wake up to. You want to know more about that? Amy at amywine.com. Email me and we'll talk about it. All right, until next time. See you later from the couch. Okay, that wraps up today's episode of Couch Time with Amy Wine. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're interested in continuing conversations just like these, visit my website at amywine.com. There you will find additional resources for high-achieving, Jesus-loving, married moms, just like you, and the different ways that we can work together. Thanks for tuning in. See you here next week. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do? You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV, and we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection. We're talking real change, real results it is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership that you both deserve. On Thrive Life TV, you're gonna find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you. Need. Are you ready to up-level your marriage? Visit Thrivelivetv.com and let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.